This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Here we go. Good Tuesday morning, and it certainly is for everyone that cheers for Alabama. For everyone that loves this sport of college football, I'm not so sure. But as Key has said repeatedly over the last couple of hours, just catch up, recruit better, coach better, <laughs> care more. There's a reason the SEC slogan is it just means more. And last night it manifested itself in every possible way. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. College football heavy here for the next hour. The voice of college football is one minute Away, actually, less than that, Eddie George, the Ohio State Heisman Trophy winner, will join at the bottom of the hour. Reese Davis, who handed out the National Championship Trophy, will join in 45 minutes. It's a pleasure to welcome in Paul Feinbaum. He's brought to you by Dr. Pepper. Head to a store near you to find your inner college football fan. Do an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Paul, I guess the first thing I should do, Key always jokes, I'm a sports center guy, so the first thing I should do is ask you for your top 10 for 2021. It's always about pushing it forward, but let's let's just hold back one second and talk about last night. Let's go right to the history books because it's finally now time. Six titles apiece for Bear Bryant and Nick Saban, both at Alabama. Saban has the championship at LSU for seven. You are a college football historian. Lead the discussion tomorrow, uh, this morning on Saban versus Brian, something that a lot of people are going to be chatting about today. Well, well Zubin, for those who can't believe anyone alive uh, covered Paul Bryant, I did. My final three years, uh, his final three years were my first three years uh, in, in Alabama. So I want to make sure I, I get that out of the way. Um, so I feel like I have some perspective here. And, and, and when, when Coach Bryant retired and ultimately died in, in 82, and he died in, the, in January of 83, nobody ever believed uh, he could be, uh, any, anything could come close to what he accomplished. Well, that's, that has changed. Uh, what happened three years ago was historic. What happened last night was earth-shattering. Nick Saban winning six at Alabama, seven overall. But, but here's why Nick Saban is the greatest coach of all time. He didn't do it over 25 years as Paul Bryan did. He did this since 2009 in the most difficult era you could you you ever had to compete with. Paul Bryant won a championship one year, Zubin, even though he lost the bowl game to Notre Dame. I mean, it sounds ludicrous, but they used to give one of the the wire service polls after the regular season. They changed it after that, of course. And because of the, the playoff, because of the, the nature of the game, I, nobody has ever done anything like this. And, and you have to wonder whether anyone ever will. I mean, I know, I know Dabo Sweeney's out there with two national championships, but there's a big difference between two and seven. That is, that is correct. Speaking of that lucky number seven, Paul, where does this rank in terms of the national championships for Nick Saban? Uh, this is his best, uh, without a doubt. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking very hard and very seriously, Key, about, thinking, about saying this is the best team I've ever seen. And I say that one year removed from, from saying the LSU team last year looked like the best team I've ever seen. But this team did it 
under more difficult circumstances. This team played a 10-game SEC schedule. There, there, were, there were no freebies in there. There, were, there, was, there was no uh, East Montana State to, to, to feast off of. And then, you know, they played a championship game against Florida, and then clearly we all know Notre Dame in Ohio State. So I, I, I just don't think there's anything that comes close to this. I think the circumstances this year are the most difficult in the history of college football. And as a result, uh, this is Nick Saban's masterpiece. This is, this is a, a Van Gogh on the, on the canvas. Nothing, nothing compares to this. Coach Saban is the second oldest coach to win a national title behind Bobby Bowden. How much longer? How much longer will he do this, um, you know? <laughs> You know what's so remarkable? He's 69 years old. When Paul Bryant died, he was 69. And if you, if you put those two together uh, on a screen together, they, they don't even look like they're, they're in the same uh, you know, time zone because Coach Bryant was worn down at the end. Nick Saban is, is invigorated. He's energized. A couple of years ago, I thought maybe he'd win and, and get out, go to the NFL, be a, be a president, a GM, and have some fun. Not that that's really a lot of fun, but he, I think he's, he always had a hankering for that. But now it would be, it would be futile he, to, to leave. He just got through having the best recruiting class he's ever had. And when young players watch TV last night, they're going, I want to go to Alabama. I want to be Devontae Smith. I want to be like Mac Jones. I want to be Najee Harris. That's really uh, how recruiting is done these days. And, and at this point, you know, assuming that uh, and hopefully that he, he has no health problems. I don't see him stepping down anytime soon. Is Devontae Smith the best wide receiver ever to play for Nick Saban, Paul? <laughs> I know it's a crazy well, question to ask. Think about I know. that for a second. I mean, I mean we're, we're talking uh, about just in recent years, Amari Cooper, Ridley, Jones, uh, I mean, we're, I mean it, it is an endless list. And by the way, uh, Jay, Jay when this season began, Devontae Smith wasn't the best wide receiver on the team. Hmm. <laughs> Jalen Waddle was. And that's what makes his ascent so incredible. Here's a guy that three years ago caught the, the winning touchdown uh, from Tua Tungavailoa, uh, the walk-off touchdown in overtime in the national championship game. And, you know, he was, he was heard from after that, but, but he wasn't uh, a, a feature back in terms of what, what we saw from him the second half of the season. But yeah, I, I've never seen anything like it in that first half. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't even play in the second half. Uh, I, I mean, that's. Uh, you tell me, Keyshawn. Have you ever seen a wide receiver dominate a game in, in one half like that? No, no. He's the. He is the most decorated wide receiver in college football history. Period. Wow. Think about that for a second, Paul. Wow, think about that. I don't know why I thought he was going to say Keyshawn Johnson. It's not about me right now, Paul. It's not about me right now. My time has come and gone. It's about it kills you not man. to say your own name. I know it. All right, look, go pull up the highlights. That's all I'm going to say. But let me ask you this, Paul. Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson won 17 of the 21 college football games that have been played. What does that say about the college football playoff system? Think about that. 17 of the 21 that have been played between yeah. those three teams. No, it's yeah, – I mean, there, there will be a lot of discussion. And, and, and you, can't, you can't interrupt greatness in, in Alabama and Clemson have dominated uh, this, this sport like, like it's never been dominated before. But, but at some point, the people that run college football have to take a good long look and say – 
you know, if we open it up, does that give other people a chance? And, and maybe maybe somebody comes in here and, and pulls a, a mammoth upset. I, I mean, I, I don't think it would happen, but but college football needs a a, 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 a serious uh, self-awareness uh, conversation because it, I, I don't I, I think it's turning some people off. And if, if you're in New York or L.A. and you're watching it at halftime, you're flipping over probably to, to watch something else. It's just not compelling. And I, I don't mean that as a criticism. It's just the reality. Uh, you know, Jay played on some, some of those dominating teams in college basketball history, but, but, but the college basketball system is different because there's always that chance that you get that mammoth upset. College football doesn't see that very often. Paul, Alabama is the favorite to win it again next year. Uh, tell me what else is new. Why? Tell me <laughs> really? why they're the favorite next year. Uh, recruiting and and here's what's interesting you know people are, are going to say well how, how do you replace all these guys very easily uh there are players behind them that that in some ways are in terms of a recruiting standpoint are equal or better than they are bryce young we did we saw him at the end of the game he was a five-star quarterback from california one of the best uh players that we've seen in a couple of years a lot of people a year ago today thought he would be the starter by October. That's how good he was. And obviously, he's not going to beat out a guy that nearly won the Heisman Trophy. So you start there. Uh, you know, the, the schedule is a little more difficult, uh, obviously, uh, in, not, not in terms of the conference, because you, have let, you, you play eight conference games. But, but I, think my, I, think, I think Miami is the first game of the season. Uh, but you know, nobody concerns Alabama right now. I mean, they, they, they just continue to dominate. And, and, and I yeah, it's, it's always difficult on the uh, you know in the morning on the morning after to look ahead. But I think that, I think you'll see very similar names. It's Alabama. It's out. Georgia will, will be a contender. Uh, you, you'll have Ohio State. Oklahoma looks very good. Uh, in Clemson, uh, it, I don't think uh, when we're if we're sitting if we're all fortunate enough to still be employed a year from today. I'm talking to you, Keyshawn. Uh, <laughs> I I think we'll be having a a very a very similar conversation. <laughs> if, Key hey, loves to jab if, you. If Key. I'm not if I'm not employed a year from now, and I'm coming to work for you on the SEC network, and we can scream and holler with, at the callers. <laughs> That's what we'll do. Let me. I, I know you touched up. You would on be it. very popular. I, I know, right? I, I touched up on it a little bit. Or you touched up on it a little bit about Georgia. In, in that kind of challenging, but what who could be the real challengers for Alabama and the SEC? Well, I think Georgia will be. Um, you know, LSU is a bit of a mystery right now. I, I, I do expect them to, to bounce back. Um, and Florida, uh, you know, Florida might drop back a, a hair, uh, losing uh, Kyle Trask and, and, and Kyle Pitts. I mean, that's a, that's a lot to uh, replace. But I think I think I think it's Georgia. Georgia will be a top four, top five team. JT Daniels, another uh, California quarterback, uh, has looked very good in the second half of the season. Real quick, Key, can we, we get some of these qu- California quarterbacks to go to USC, man? What's going on out there in Cali? <laughs> we got our quarterbacks fine. Leave us alone. Duke needs to figure it out. Look, let me ask <laughs> you question. something real quick, real quick before you leave. Sark's leaving Alabama to go to Texas. How is that going to affect Nick Saban's offense again next year? Probably not very much. Uh, there's talk uh, over, overnight that Bill O'Brien, uh, the, the, who, who coached for Belichick at, in New England, obviously was a Texans coach at Penn State, may move into that slot. Uh, there's speculation about that. 
Uh, Alabama has won championships. I, I, I don't know if they, you know, they, they, they've won champion. Uh, Saban has won six national championships and with at least five coordinators, maybe six different coordinators uh, on offense and, 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 and not as many, but I think four on defense. I, I mean, he, think about this for a second. In 2017, when, when Alabama last won the championship, Keyshawn, I don't think there was anybody that, that, that coached last night that was on that staff. Hmm. Uh, that that's how dramatic a turnover he has he has encountered, and uh, it won't it won't phase him one bit. Sark is fantastic, but he's had Lane Kiffin there. Uh, he's had other coaches, Brian Dayball, winning a championship. Uh, he's had you know Jim McElwain. He, he he will win another. He will win without Sark, and and that's not meant as any disrespect to Sark. Mm -hmm. And that's a great point both of you bring. A lot of teams, when you upset the apple cart and move a position coach or a coordinator and they go on to bigger and better things, the residual effect on the program is striking. You see the drop-off. At Alabama, you don't because they just get used to it year after year after year after year. And another year ends with Alabama as a national champion. We'll break it down on the Paul Feinbaum Show this afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on the SEC Network and, of course, streaming on the ESPN app. Paul, it was a pleasure to have you here all season. Thanks for everything, and we will see you down the road when college football picks up again in the fall, hopefully this time with the pageantry and the fans all back. We can cross our fingers and hope for the best. So mean, Paul, so mean. Thank you, Paul. Can't wait. See you guys. Thanks so much. See you later, buddy. That's Paul Feinbaum, the voice of college football. we got quarterbacks at USC. JT, JT Daniels transferred from USC to Georgia because Kadan Slovis took his spot. So we got guys. I know, Key. What I, I just want to see USC get back to the heyday when you were playing there because I want to experience that when we break out of this pandemic and we're back on campus and I'm rolling around with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just want to experience it. That's yeah. why. No doubt Duke. about it. Experience it at Duke. <laughs> And Jay, I'm so glad you said that. Just one quick note before we go from A to Z. I'm sure, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, college football was a regional sport, right? Baseball was a national sport. Now things have flipped. Baseball is the regional sport and college football is the national sport. But if it is to remain a national sport, to Jay's point, the entire Western United States has to be involved in the sport. Hey, we need- Rutgers, be quiet. <laughs> Move along. I got you. But we got to have USC or Oregon or Washington or some of those schools with tremendous tradition. Just get try back. to get Rutgers to win more than three games. All right? <laughs> Leave us alone. Listen, we won the first game ever played, and soon enough we'll win a second one. I'm not Can sure you- when it's going to happen. It'll happen at some point. You also okay? lost to Michigan and- by 75. So. 78. And Zubin Key always says we never talk about West Coast teams. We're talking about West Coast teams right now. <laughs> A negative in a negative light. <laughs> Nothing positive. <laughs> glass half full, glass half full. I want to give you one amazing stat we mentioned earlier this morning that it's kind of mind-blowing on Saban, and you hear all about it. Again, we'll talk more about Saban with Reese Davis coming up at 845 a.m. Eastern, bottom of the hour, Eddie George, the Ohio State Heisman Trophy winner. So if you're in college football, Redux, the season is over, hang tight. Those two love the sport as much as anybody. They'll be there. Every single player that has played three years for Nick Saban at Alabama since he took over there in 2007. Every single player that's a three-year Bama player under Saban is walking around with the national championship ring. Think about that. Any three-year player, that's how consistent they've been. Go to any roster, find a three-year player, they got bling. Amazing. In fact, incredible. That's incredible. Brought to you by My Computer Career, training for a better life as we go from A to Z.
And from A to Z is brought to you by Dell. New year, new budgets. Dell Technologies Advisors give you real-time tailored advice. Plus, right now, get big savings on select business computers with Intel Core processors. Call 877-ASK-DELL. Well, first it was Juju that essentially said, yeah, man, they're the Browns. They're the same old Browns. You would think his teammate, Chase Claypool, would have learned his lesson after what the Browns did to Juju and the Steelers on Sunday night. Apparently, he hasn't. Chase doubling down, maybe frustrated. Listen to this. His thoughts on the Browns on TikTok. You know, bad loss, but um, Browns are going to get clapped next week, so it's all good. Did you hear what he said there? It was a little tough to hear. Brown's going to get clapped next week. Of course, next week is later this week when they've got the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Jay, I mean, why would you do this after you get housed and a fellow guy in your position group opened his mouth, he got shut down, and Chase Cleopold doesn't clare. He's doubling down. I think this is foolish. Just shut it. <laughs> Just shut it. I, I, don't, I don't know what this does. Does this... Does this help you, Chase Claypool? Does this make you feel more confident? I know you're calling it, you know, this breed, this generation being real, but you got your tails whooped, man. You got your asses whooped. You got whooped 28 points in the first quarter. Like, take a slice of humble pie, come back next year, and if we want to bring it, then talk trash next year. But, like, why? I key, this is kind of stuff that just – this kind of stuff drives me crazy. You continue to give ammunition, and you're not even a part of the equation. Well, you're on the not, sidelines. It's not really ammunition because I know they don't play them again till next year. So, the, if I'm Cleveland, I'm I'm gonna fire back and just say, man, I you know I gotta go get this massage, man, because this game <laughs> that I got this weekend, I gotta, you know what I'm saying? I play on Sunday at 3:05 Eastern time, so I gotta go get some treatment <laughs> and things like that, and 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 you know I gotta make sure my family get into town on time and everything is the way it's supposed to be. Cause guess what we got? We got another game, and then I move on. I I do it. I I, I move in, move in the move in silence and move in the dark. That's how you. That's how you handle that with Claypool. And I know, look, kid, he's young. Th- he's saying some things. Whatever the case is, TikTok. That's what the generation is doing. It's fine, but guess what, man? I'm getting treatment because I got a game to play on Sunday. You are packing your bags because you get ready to find a vacation. It just goes against the way I think about the Steelers. Like the narrative for me about the Steelers is starting to change into something else. A team that has a lot of beer muscles on social media. A lot of what? Beer muscles. That's a new one. You got to explain. I that just made that one up. I don't know what it means. Oh, okay. Because I was about to say. <laughs> I just I, made it up. That, ooh, that was. Key. You know what I mean? You know you know when you have those nice key where you drink a lot, you're like, I can do this, I can do this, and you're like, I really can't do this. Yeah, Jay, it's like the guy that's six foot seven on Twitter, but really five six in real life, right? Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. what we're talking about. Not Sounds that like our producer Evan. <laughs> Never mind. Um, hey, he packs a punch. He packs a punch. Last thing I would say, maybe this is just a media thing, and you guys obviously played, so you see it so much differently. I actually thought Chase Claypool had such a breakout year, right? He's from Canada. He earned the nickname Mapletron to try to put him together with Megatron at the wide receiver position. He was a breakout guy. It was such a good story. And, and maybe, once again, I'm looking at this too much from a media narrative. You are. I just I'm not feel... even going to let you go there. I'm going to stop you in your tracks, okay. Zubin. When you have such a great season and you end it by doing something cheap uh, like this, I think it just cheapens everything it, you've I'm done. Not, nah, that, that doesn't. He still played good. He had a great season, all that. And that's his personality. He wants to clap back at him. 
You clap back at them in the end. They're moving on. Zubin, you don't talk trash if you're from Canada. There was a <laughs> there was a viral video the other day of a guy showing road rage in Canada. And the way he showed road rage, his car cut him off and there was snow on the back window. The guy got out of his car behind the car that cut him off and literally took his little snow thing and wiped off the back window and said, watch where you're going. That's the kind of rage you see in Canada. Yeah, okay? so don't, don't fall into that trap, though, just because he says one thing. Now, all of a sudden, it tarnishes what he did this year. I'm not going to let you do that. Okay, no, but you go, – Go back to Sports Center for that. We're not going to allow you to do that on this show. But you know the way the world works, bro. I ain't the only person thinking that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, I ain't going right, to do it. All right, here we go. One last thing with the Eagles. Ah, man, one tumultuous season has finally come to an end. Is it one last thing, though, with the Eagles? It seems like it's a lot of things. That's even. a good Sorry. point. For now. One last thing for now, right? They fired head coach Doug Peterson. Obviously, you know the deal. Won the Super Bowl three years later. He's gone. The last time we saw an NFL coach fired about three years after winning a Super Bowl. You have to go back to 1973. And as Key has mentioned before, he's got a statue outside of the stadium with the Philly Special with Nick Foles. One day he will go into the Eagles' ring of honor. But on this day, he's gone. Sal Palantonio, who knows the birds as well as anybody, joined us this morning and said, of all the jobs open right now, the Eagles would be near the bottom of the pile. Why would you want this job? You have an expensive and aging roster, absent of really any game-changing talent with the possible exception of Miles Sanders. The two Jalens, Rieger and Hurts, totally unproven. Your offensive line is broken. You used a league-high 13 offensive line combination. 13 offensive line combinations in 2020. You have a GM who made a $136 million mistake and kept his job. You're in salary cap hell. You're handing the new head coach a quarterback controversy. I don't know whether this is an attractive job. I realize it's one of 32, and someone wants it, and someone will take it, but it's really a tough job to take. Key, where does it rank? I would say it's it's out of the availability, it's right above Detroit. I would say it's right above the Detroit job. And Sal laid it out perfectly. You got salary cap hill, older players, quarterback controversy. They just fired a coach that won a Super Bowl three years ago. Like, it's only 32 jobs. I get it. But if I got better options out there, then I'm not really that interested in Philadelphia. If I'm if I'm some of the top uh, Brian Dables, the Eric Bieniemy's of the world, who are supposed to be these top candidates, the Philadelphia Eagles are one of the last on my list. Key, as it relates to Doug Peterson, how come we don't hear Frank Reich's name more associated with winning that Super Bowl? Everything comes back, well, he won a Super Bowl. And every time I talk to a player that played on a Super Bowl team, all I hear about is how imperative Frank Wright was in order to help them achieve that. Well, see, you hear one thing, I hear another. I mean, we talk to two different different people. I feel like that's just what people do. They want to try to make it seem as though Frank Wright did everything and Doug Peterson did nothing. The dude won a Super Bowl, man. He's the head coach. I hear you. He's got to, you know, it's just like saying that we talked about Nick Saban for over and over and over and over. Was it Steve Sarkeesian or is it all those offensive coordinators? It, was it Kirby Smart? No, it's Nick Saban. He's the damn head coach. <laughs> so that's the same thing with Doug Peterson. It's Doug. He's the head coach. He won the Super Bowl. I understand Frank Wright might have helped call plays and design them and all of those sort of things and keep people at certain levels, keep them at bay, not have any issues. I get all that. But he's the head coach. 
I hear, but we're talking about Nick Saban because he won seven no, national I'm just championships. Saying, Doug you, Peterson's you won one, and it's credit to other people. Yeah, maybe Frank Wright gets some of the credit, but he's not the head coach. The head coach is Doug Peterson, so therefore, Doug just Peterson gets the credit as winning the head coach. Indeed. Reich sitting comfortably in Indy even after being eliminated, that's for sure. Moving on, what does one Heisman Trophy winner think of a record-setting performance for the latest Heisman Trophy winner last night? That's next on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. Bama bludgeons the Buckeyes. Some games being canceled, not being canceled. You know what I tried not to do and what we tried not to do is focus on those things and have built-in excuses. We just kept pushing forward. It's going to motivate me a lot, you know. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. In a season of chaos, the Crimson Tide of the constant excellence. Bama bludgeons the Buckeyes. And Saban steps past Paul Bryant with his seventh national championship. No pun intended. Alabama, too much to bear for Ohio State. 52-24 as Saban passes the bear with overall championship. I like what you did there, Zubin. Thank you very much, Jay. They both stand at six, though, with Alabama. Both bronze statues in front of Bryant-Denny Stadium. Soon enough, something will be named after Saban at the age of 69. And as Key said, showing no signs of slowing down. That linebacker from from Ohio State, Chasen Smith, he was slowing down. He had that monkey on his back. (laughs) Jeez. It was a tough night for anybody wearing scarlet and gray. I think that's fair to say. If you're wearing Kelly Green like Doug Peterson, you're gone too. The Eagles have fired their Super Bowl winning coach, the only coach in franchise history that led the Birds to the championship. He's done. Disastrous season. You know what happened in the final game. The Sudfeld, the Hurts. What's going on with the front office? What does it mean for Wentz? What does it mean for Jalen? Who's next? So many questions in Philadelphia. We'll discuss it further coming up at the top of the hour. One more piece of NFL news. Dan Quinn, the old Falcons coach, is going to replace Mike Nolan as the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys. As you know, Dallas was historically bad on that side of the ball. It's all about a reboot for Mike McCarthy in year two. Bring Quinn in on D. Get Dak back on O. We'll see what happens. Sports Center brought to you by Nature Valley. Feel the rush of a chilly morning. Embrace the possibility of the perfect snack 
and taste the crunch from 100% whole grain oats. Stay outside longer with Nature Valley Oats and Honey Crunchy Granola Bars. We are better outside. Early this morning, he was getting us ready for his pregame plan for watching the national championship. And Key, basically, you said it. This was one of those games where you looked at it and said, you know, Justin Fields isn't healthy. Devontae Smith injured his hand. We know Jalen Waddle played for the first time since October 24th. Ohio State's best offensive lineman, Wyatt Davis, was out. But at the end of the day, it was just too much for Alabama. They win it. It's their 13th national championship. Devontae balled out, had three touchdowns. He's the Heisman Trophy winner, and it is a pleasure this morning to welcome in the 1995 Heisman Trophy winner, Eddie George. He joins us on the Goodyear Hotline in 1995. Eddie George finished first. Yeah. Keyshawn Johnson finished seventh. So they you were see both- why I wanted to have you on the show, Eddie? You see why I was reaching out to you constantly? I just wanted to get that kind of comment from Key. That's what I wanted yeah, to hear. Yeah, he stole it. <laughs> he stole it. In between, by the way, if you're a college football fan, between Eddie and Key, Tommy Frazier, Danny Werfel, Darnell Autry, Troy Davis, and some guy named Peyton Manning. Good morning, Eddie. Welcome to the show. Um, as a Heisman Trophy voter yourself, a voter for life, a winner, what did you make of the most recent winner and Devontae Smith's performance last night in the exclusive company you share? Well, I thought it was all right. No, <laughs> wasn't I? that great. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm still I'm still a little bitter how he just torched our secondary and just did whatever he wanted to do. It was magnificent, really, honestly. Um that that team was just uh uh Awesome to watch, you know, to watch how Sarkeesian uh, made play, had dialed up the calls, the, the designs of each play, uh, the execution by Mac Jones, uh, Najee Harris was was fantastic. I mean, this every time after after he got hit, the run after the hit, after contact, you know, pulling and dragging guys. I mean, just everybody and and. And of course, uh, Devontae uh, Smith, uh, the Heisman Trophy winner, was was just phenomenal. Um, yeah, it was it was uh, it was hurt it was hurtful to watch, but I, I know a better team when I see one, and they were clearly um, head and shoulders better than Ohio State, and that's and that's what it was. They were the better team last night. If Justin Fields was one hundred percent healthy, you know, do you think that the mm-hmm. outcome could have potentially been a little different? No. No, Keyshawn. I think they were they were a better team. I think it, it might have been a, a, a little bit closer, um, but they had to go tick for tat. And the thing about Alabama Key is that they can play how you want it. They can play, you know, first to fifty, or they can play slow in the box um, because they have the personnel, they had uh, the temperament, and they had the discipline. So in Ohio State, uh, once they once they lost uh, Trey Sermon in the first the first play of the game. Um, that's what I felt like, okay, this thing's not going to last very long because we lost our balance. Um, there, there was no way that Justin by himself can you know, try to keep this thing close. Um, we needed him, Trey Sermon, to kind of slow the game down, to wear out their defense, um, to be our Najee Harris. But once that happened, uh, I felt like, yeah, this, the wheels come off quick. And uh, it did for the most part. Yeah, I was try- I was trying to get you out there, you know, Eddie, trying to get you a little, <laughs> get you a little bit of an excuse to make. But, nah, but very- you know, you know I, I don't I don't believe. I, listen, you know me. I don't, I don't believe in excuses, man. It, it is what it is, man. Like, you know, in '95, had we saw USC would have stomped y'all. 
So that wait, hold on, Eddie. Eddie, we go. Eddie, <laughs> we've had this conversation many times. We took care of our business. You did not take care of your business. So exactly. therefore, I had to wear my Buckeye sticker on the back of my helmet in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> To pay homage to you, <laughs> just, say, just just so that you know. But let me ask you: so, how did last night affect you? Think affected feels this draft stock? You know, I don't think it affects it so much. Um, I think now you know, he has to be evaluated. I don't know how they're going to do the combine with COVID and all of that. How they're going to evaluate him? I think um, it doesn't hurt him. You know, Clemson. What he showed against Clemson was his his upside. And I think he still has more. Um, you know, he he played with a depleted crew. You know, he's no left tackle without his running back. Um, we saw what he can do when he has weapons around him. And he he's he is uh in my opinion, a first rounder. How high, I'm not sure. Uh, but I, I think we saw just a, a small sample size this year of his growth. You know, last year he played great. Uh this year he kind of took a step back but then showed people that hey, you know what? But given the right opportunities, when I have the weapons around me, uh, this is what I can do. Uh, he showed grit, some moxie in the pocket. He showed some toughness. And he, he can make every throw on the field. So I, I think um, uh, it doesn't. It, dip, it didn't hurt him, uh, but I think he can definitely uh, gain some of that back in the evaluation uh, period when they go through the combine and leading up to the draft. Eddie, how do you encapsulate this season? for Ohio State, uh, considering the way the Big Ten said they yeah. weren't going to play, then they chose to play. Ryan Day was one of the most outspoken individuals we had for them to end up in a national championship game. You know, uh, first of all, I've got to commend all the student-athletes in terms of this year because it, it, it was tough. Everything was a question mark. And when you look at Ohio State, I say, okay, we're going to have a season and cancel the season and only to come back in the middle of the season. From a mental standpoint, that's draining. And as kids, 18, 19-year-old kids, when when you're uh, used to having a regiment, used to having um, uh, things in order, uh, you kind of know week to week what's going to happen. For that to happen and, and not to be on edge and not know what's going to happen week to week, or even if you're going to have a season, from a mental perspective, that's draining. So you get into that and then there's protocols which once you get into the season you 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 have covid issues uh you're missing guys in practice you're missing guys the day of the game so from a mental perspective that was tough so i i, I understand it probably like listen it was a hell of a run uh, they're tired they're going to take some time off hopefully um things can kind of get back to normal coming up in 2021 season so uh, this is a young football team for ohio state um, but I commend them for the mental toughness that they displayed this year by uh, getting to this point. This is the most important question you're going to be asked today, Eddie. When you're walking <laughs> down the street and you look across the street and you see a guy 6'5", walking two tiny, tiny dogs, what's the first thing that runs through your mind? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Tell the truth, Eddie. Uh, first- Tell the truth, Eddie. <laughs> First of all, if it depends on what kind of dogs. Now, if, if it's if it's bulldogs, then I, I nope, not bulldogs. You know the ones that ah, the, the ones that bark oh, like that. Oh no, no. See now, yeah, they, they're the small ones. I'm like, I question some things. I'll just, I'll just put it to you there. I just, hey, I was, I'm, 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 well, well, Keyshawn, what kind of dogs are they, man? Man, my kids got my my. my no, kids, don't say the kids. My you kids walk the dogs. Two Keith. multi-pools. 
And I walk them in my neighborhood because the kids are too young to walk the dogs by themselves. And so I tend to walk them because they want to go to the restroom at night. And living in New York City, as you know, there's no backyards. And so right. everything's got to be walked on the sidewalk, walked somewhere at a park, that sort of stuff. And I do it, and Jay Will thinks it's funny because the dogs are small, <laughs> and you got this big man walking dogs. Well, you know what? You know what, though, Key? You know what? You my man. I know you're doing You got enough swagger to pull that off. Come on, man. Oh, come, come on, guys, Eddie. No, that's what I told you. Come on, I Eddie. Told some, you guys, that. Some, guys get it done. some guys get it done. Like the yeah. key, key, has got that demeanor. He, you know, he can he can walk down the street in a trash bag with two little dogs and it's still cool. I mean, he, he that's who he is. So he got the two uh, little attack dogs, Eddie. They're attack dogs. That's how Key's mantra is. They are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all right. <laughs> you provided so many great. I'm helping you yeah. out, doggy. I'm helping you out. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> You provided so many great college football memories to Ohio State fans as a Heisman winner, and I know it was tough for you to watch last night, but Devontae Smith did the same for Alabama last night. Bottom line, you guys are in the most exclusive group in college sports, both Heisman winners, and we really appreciate your perspective this morning, talking football and pets. Thank hey, you, Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, what, what do you got? Game. Eddie, what, what ball game y'all played in your, your uh, senior year? Was it like the Outback Bowl or something? Uh, yeah, we played, we played the Citrus Bowl. Citrus actually, Bowl. actually, um, you played, I think, a better matchup because we played Peyton Manning and the Tennessee Volunteers um, oh, in that. So okay. it was, it was, a, it was a, a better game, I think, for us. Um, I in the, in the, in the, the goal, the goal was to win the Big Ten and get to the Rose Bowl, though, right? The granddaddy of them oh, all. It, oh, it, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was. Unfortunately, you know that that team up north took care of business against us, Charles Woodson and them, and. Damn, I mean that 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 one hurt me because I really wanted to see us uh, against y'all in the, in the Citrus Bowl. You had a great day against Northwestern of all teams. And, uh, hey man, I, I just do what I do against <laughs> against Northwestern, right? So <laughs> well, let's be clear: the subtle you know, jabs you saw here is us, tremendous. He wasn't that wasn't going to be the outcome for you. Hey man, you played college football in the '90s in the Big Ten. The Rose Bowl was the goal. And it's great. It's great to catch up with you. And you mentioned Woodson, another member of that exclusive fraternity. Eddie, thank you so much. It was great to run you down this morning. Thanks, Eddie. And hey, thank you guys. Take care, guys. Take care. All righty. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. On the way, he grew up watching Bear win championships. As an adult, he's handed the trophy to Saban year after year after year. Reese Davis on the Bear-Saban rivalry comparison next. It's just simple. You got the greatest guy ever to coach college football. Seven national championships. That's more than any coach that has ever done it. I'm just happy that we won tonight. I don't think anybody really compares to Coach Bryant. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Where do the Eagles go from here in 12 minutes? It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's go to the Goodyear hotline. Where we go now is to the voice mm-hmm. of college football for many. Mm-hmm. That'll be Reese Davis who will join us in just a moment, he handed out the national championship trophy to Nick Saban yet again last night. Fellas, as we wait for Reese to join us, quick thoughts, just real quick thoughts on what you saw from the Tide last night because this game was quickly over. Key, you want to go first or you want me to go? I was going to let you go. I took all the minutes the last segment, so I want you to, <laughs> you know, go. Look, I, I, I think it's, it's the best – Alabama football team Nick Saban has ever had. Uh, offensively, so explosive. Uh, the the games they played, seven games, they've scored 50 or more points. Uh, it just, I said going into the game that the secondary for Ohio State was going to be so critical, how you would handle guys like Waddle, how you would handle guys like Smith. And just, just watching the way – Devontae Smith was on a different level, man. It, whether that was two deep, three deep, man, man, zone, it didn't matter what defense Ryan Day and company threw at Alabama – Mac Jones and company found a way to dissect it. I mean, they dissected it. It was uh, it was sheer brilliance watching this team loaded last night and how talented they are. No, they they were loaded and very talented. I I, I just you know the defensive side of the ball is great. Alabama's had better defenses offensively. It's a three headed monster. You got Najee Harris. You got Mac Jones, and I feel like me personally. You could almost put any quarterback in Alabama situation that is successful because we've seen Alabama quarterbacks be successful under Nick Saban. But when you got a guy like Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle didn't really add anything to the mix last night for them. It was all about Devontae Smith and game planning and putting him in mismatches and allowing him to take advantage of Sean Wade, the defensive back, at Ohio State. So when you start to look at that matchup, it's kind of like, okay, Steve Sarkeesian and that crew knew what they needed to do to get the football out on the perimeter, allow that young man, Devontae Smith, to do what he's done to win all of the postseason awards at the receiver position, and that's how they won the game. And I know everybody wants to compare all the Nick Saban teams, and this one's the best. I don't know, man, because them Julio Joneses and them Amari Coopers and them Mark Ingrams and some of that stuff they had – was incredible. They had tight ends back then, too. So I don't know how you could compare this team to those and just say that this is the better team because they scored more points and they were a little more explosive. Let's head to the Goodyear hotline and bring in Reese Davis, ESPN College Game Day. Alabama likes to make TV commercials that say where legends are made. Those are 30-second spots. After watching last night, you need to make it a full minute. Reese has actually been a part of those. 
we welcome him in. Reese, you went to Alabama. You grew up watching the Bear. You've handed the trophy to Saban. You've got a very unique perspective on this. Weigh in this morning as the Saban versus Bryant rivalry conversation legacy talk begins. Uh, With all due respect to Coach Bryant, I don't think there's really any debate. Uh, Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach of all time, in my judgment. And I would have said that had they lost to Ohio State last night. I thought that uh, already prior to the championship last night that this dynasty that's underway is the greatest in the history of the sport. And the fact that he's been able to do it, uh, and in years when they didn't win the championship, they're right there on the edge. I think they've they've played something like, um, I want to say, three regular season games and seven games total since 2008, in which they've been eliminated from the national championship consideration in some way. That's absurd. I mean, you know, it's just absurd. And to me, there's no debate about that. And that, I don't say that to diminish the impact that Coach Bryant had in so many ways on the, on the university. But, uh, but Nick Saban is the greatest coach uh, to ever coach college football. R.D., I'm curious, where would you have Nick Saban amongst the greatest coaches of all time? And, Reese, we got just about he, a minute. Okay, he's, he's in the pantheon, Jay Will. Uh, of of the greatest. There's no coach in any sport that I would look at and go, okay, well, you know what? He, he's greater at his job than Nick Saban is at his. Mm. Uh, and it's not just the winning, Jay Will. It's, it's the impact that he's had on people and the and the, the, the improvements that they're able to make in their lives in many cases when they come out of his program. There's no doubt about it. By the way, no rest for the weary. College football is over. Reese will be ready for college game day basketball coming up (laughs) this Saturday. They're going to have the final four in Indy. And then that's where next year's college football national championship will be staged, hopefully with a few more fans than we saw last night. Reese, we'll look forward to seeing you yet again on Saturday morning with a different sport. Thanks for getting up early this morning to join us. Really appreciate it. All right, G. You guys take care. Thanks, R.D. That's Reese Davis. He handed out the trophy last night. He stated it plainly, Key. You said it before. No comparison. Doesn't matter had he lost last night. Saban by a mile over Bryant. Two men, two different eras. But one opinion. He totally concurs with you. Nick Saban alone at the top. Well, as far as my money goes, he is alone at the top. Simply put. That's the deal. The college football season has come to an end. Alabama has won the championship again. It's the seventh for Saban, six at Alabama, one at LSU, 13th overall for the Tide. On the way, we turn the Tide back to the NFL from the Philly special to nothing special. What went wrong for Doug Peterson? That's next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.